2: The Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union, proudly serving their members and community for over 90 years. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Joe, good morning. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Joe. I'm curious about many things, but I guess first off, I'm wondering, uh, as we all try to imagine, what it's like to be you. Fabulous. It must be great to be you. I'm curious what it is like, what emotion you're feeling with all this winning piling up. Some people feel like winning creates pressure because it creates expectations. Other people think winning is just fun. This is a blast. Other people uh, have other reactions and emotions. I could list a bunch of them. What, what are you feeling now as the wins pile up? What is your individual mood and, and the team mood uh, You know, when you're in a locker room before or after a game?
0: Um, after the game, it's to get home as quick as possible and get to sleep because I'll be up at six thirty the next morning to get the kids up. Um, pre-game is very much the same. I mean, honestly, it's. I, I think <clears throat> everyone's kind of spoken about it a little bit in in media and post-game, pre-game, whatever interviews we do. Um, but it's just a. I mean, obviously, winning is is great. We'd rather be twenty and five than five and twenty, but. Um, <laughs> just the, just the, I guess not being satisfied with, with a win or, granted we've had a few in a row or, or, whatever the streaks have been, um, just not being satisfied with it. Cause it's, I mean, you guys have watched, I had it, 98 and 99. You, mm-hmm. you guys are, um, you guys have watched for a long time. And I mean, even for me, seven years now, it's been a, not a lot more losing, but what, there was, a, there was a lot of losing for a long time. And, to, to turn that around and, and be where we're at now, um, it's, it's obviously taken time and it's been a process. But um, just not to be satisfied with that because we we want to keep keep getting better. Um, every game, as you guys know and, and knowing coach pretty well, we we can find some things usually every game that we're we're not very good at or that we haven't done well that game. And coach will show them to us and, and be honest about stuff with us. And, and I think it's a the, the best process for us to, to keep, keep winning and, and I guess staying focused on winning and um, kind of not getting ahead of ourselves. And we, we get told oh, we went on that streak and everyone was—you can read stuff about people saying the schedule wasn't that tough—and and obviously now we've got some some of the top teams in the conferences. And so we just stay focused on that, that one game at a time, and um, yeah, just keep getting better each game. Um, and I think we've been able to do that.
1: And that's not easy to do, to stay focused like you're speaking of, and you acknowledge that, hey, you did hear well, you weren't playing some of the top teams, and now going forward you have a pretty good stretch, with starting with Milwaukee, obviously, and the Clippers a couple of times, the Lakers, the Sixers. So how do you approach that? On the other end, to try to stay focused and not think, oh man we've got this set of games that we come out of here we can really just shut up everybody that we're really that good
0: yeah I mean it, it honestly doesn't from our standpoint obviously as, as players and coaches and the guys that are um, kind of in that inner sanctum so to say like we we honestly don't we don't sit in the locker room and talk about the next five games or who we're playing or if player X has been playing really well leading up to our game or whatever it is. It's just a, it's kind of like a really locked in feeling of like, guy, like we, we know what we need to do as the jazz to, to play well. And obviously if we play the style and the way we want to play as the jazz, we feel like we can um, obviously compete and beat any team that's, that, that comes to Utah or that, that we go and visit. So, um, there's obviously adjustments and game plans and stuff like that that, that comes with every game, but um, the, the, the style and the, the way we want to play, we feel like obviously we can we can match it with with and beat anyone that is in the league. So um, these will be great challenges. I mean, I will, everyone everyone looks at the schedule at some point, and you look at it like, yeah, you know the the teams that are coming in and. Um, yeah, you just obviously the, the first one comes up and you you focus on that and figure out the best best thing and, and the best way we need to play to, to be able to win that one and like I said, go home and get some rest and, and come back the next day and, and do it again for for whoever's coming up next. So um, it's kind of a I guess more of a short term approach than, than long, but we also know flip side of that, winning ten in a row or, or losing three in a row, or whatever you can do in this this league. Um, You've got to be kind of short-minded because you you are. You either have another game the next day and you need to back it up with a, another good performance or you just got smacked or whatever and you, you need to fix it before, in, in 24 hours before the next game. So um, we've, we've got a great group that, that, that stays focused on that and, and obviously a, a great coaching staff that helps with that.
2: You know, staying focused on that, it's an easy thing to say. It's a it's a really hard thing to do because you talk about those jazz teams in the nineties and there's like a five year run where they probably won seventy three, seventy four percent of the games. It was it was crazy how much they won and of the games they lost, a lot of those they lost because Just the the boredom, the routine of it all, you know, the trout. They didn't lose because of talent. They didn't lose because they weren't good enough. They lost because they lost track of the details and just the mind-numbing slew of games you have to play. And I'm curious because Quinn's asking you to do a hard thing, but you're really good at it. And so it comes down to can you stay focused and and sustain it, and that is – Pushing the ball and taking the quick three, it's a lot of energy. It's more trips up and down the court in the course of the game. It's easy to turn and jog down court, but you can't. you got to <laughs> run, you know? And, and you're big guys. that I mean, people underestimate how hard it is for a 6'9 or a 7-foot guy to change ends of the floor that many times at that top speed. When did you really get dedicated to it? When did Quinn pitch you on it and you really bought in and thought, he's right, this will work. We can really we can really beat teams doing this. We can beat a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the uh, most common theme clip that I'm in, uh, not sprinting up the core either way. Um, my top speed maxes out pretty low. So, um, I, mean, it's, I, mean, I mean, you guys know, and, and obviously kind of the fans that have been really locked in for, for the last seven years with, with Quinn. Like, we, we haven't played this way since I've been here. Six years. This is the seventh for me. So the first time, really, obviously the defensive end is is pretty similar. We, we know what's successful for us um, on, on that end of the floor. Um, but but we haven't shot and played the, the. I guess like you said, the speed, the pace, mm-hmm. the quick shots. Um, and then on the to kind of add on to that, the offensive rebounder. We haven't haven't attacked the glass like that since I've been here too. So I think. Like every now and then you'd see in the past, like someone would sneak in there and, and maybe get an offensive rebound. Obviously, Rudy and Fave and the, the bigs that have been here, you obviously kind of um, rely on getting a couple just because they're down in the paint a lot. But, I mean, Royce crashes every time. Donovan's getting in there. Like he might get in there. If he takes a shot in the paint, it's a good chance for him to try and sneak one if he if he misses it. And, um, I think when we first were sitting there talking about kind of in preseason how we wanted to play and what they thought was successful and or would be successful not not that anyone doubted it but it was like yeah it's gonna like I, me and Rudy uh, have been here the whole time it's just a, a different way obviously to, to think about how we're playing like I now it's natural almost like I, I know if I can get out and run to the corner there's a really good chance Donovan's gonna be able to break the pain and I'm gonna get a wide open three and if it's 20 on the clock or two on the clock, Quinn wants me to, to shoot it, which is an awesome feeling, obviously, as a player, for, for everyone to know that your coach and, and the whole coaching staff is like almost yelling, like, shoot it as the ball's coming to you because they, they have so much belief in, in that style and, obviously, the, the players we have out there to, to shoot the ball. And um, I mean, there's I think it happened last game, but I, I know it's happened this year. We have... Three, four offensive rebounds in a row, and I think we shoot. We've shot threes on every time we've got. Like we've, Rudy's got it kicked it out. I've shot it. I've missed it. Royce gets it kicks out. Donovan shoots it. Someone else misses it and rebounds it. Throws it to Boyan and he hits it. And we, we haven't played that way. And everybody's bought into it. And obviously, with our record now and and what we do on the defensive end, it's obviously uh, it, it gets us more possessions and more possessions to shoot threes. And and obviously threes are a, a good thing in the NBA when you've got whatever five six guys that shoot at a high percentage So, uh, um i mean it's hard it's like you said sorry for the long-winded answer but it's like you said like it it's a dedication and a hard way to play like to, to sprint up and down the floor that often um and to like to shoot the three and then if, you, if i shoot from the corner in front of the bench i've got to sprint all the way back to the opposite corner to pick up Jalen brown or, or whatever the matchup is So uh, Um, it's a commitment from our team and and we've made that commitment and I think we've done a a really good job of it so far but we're what, one third of the way through the year so we've we've got to keep it up but uh, yeah if if it's working we're obviously going to keep doing it
1: So you cracked me up on Sunday when you laughed at Donovan for not getting that rebound and not getting that triple-double. So I was laughing at you laughing at Donovan. And my thought for you as I saw that was, okay, you guys are starting to win. You've got you tied the franchise record for best starts. All sorts of publicity is going to come your way. How important is it now as the pressure ramps up to make sure you guys have these fun, lighthearted moments?
0: Yeah, I mean I think honestly win-lose I think we've done a, a pretty good job and obviously coach is a big part of that of, of really just kind of staying the cause of like my first year winning 20 games or, or this year winning 20 already. Um, that like kind of like long process but, but we have to enjoy it. I mean it's, uh, I've said I think in every post-game interview I've had this year how good a group of guys we've got and not just like good guys that do the right, like but, but fun guys. Like we, we really enjoy each other's company. It's why JC was so quick to come back. It's why Fabe wanted to come back. Um, we, we've got like it's it's and it's, I know fans like I've read tweets before like man, you guys just look like you have so much fun together. Like uh, and it, I think I think a lot of teams can look like that. Like you can look like you enjoy your teammate. Like playing well together and smiling and whatever but we actually genuinely like our locker room is hilarious our plane rides are hilarious like we have such different personalities and guys and everyone legitimately from one to 18 or how many players are on a roster now gets along really well like it's such a it's such a fun group to be around and and things happen on the court that are funny and that are are fun and like I mean it's it would have been great for Donovan to get a triple double, but it's also hilarious that he missed the one rebound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, just go and get one more rebound. Like, it's not that hard. Um, so it's yeah. I mean, we we really enjoy our time together, and honestly, I think uh, I I'm a big believer that that play, plays a big part in in your chemistry and the way you play on court. We've had it with the Australian team for since 2007 when I first made the team. Like when you have such a good group of guys that enjoy each other's company and have one common goal of, of trying to, trying to win, um, it, it makes it very fun. And I mean, when Shaq makes comments like that and Donovan's first response is that he hates that It's taken away from a good win from our team. Like he didn't address the comments he addressed that. He wanted it to be about our group. Um, that that's pretty special to me. So, um, yeah, we have, we have a, we have a lot of fun. It's,
2: It's good times. So uh, I'm curious. You know, people wonder about the day-in and day-out life of an NBA player. And certainly we all watched that Sunday game with the Pacers, and you guys were really dragging. It was the third game in less than 72 hours and all that. And I'm wondering uh, what – when you see the schedule and you realize I have a day where I don't play a game and I don't fly – Like, how much energy do you get back when you have one day like that? Or now you're going through the stretch where you have a couple days where you're not flying or playing. How much does that, you know, re-energize you? Because obviously you don't always, you're not always dragging like you were that day in Indiana. And and we talked about how you found a way to win a different way, which is really important. But how long before you really get the energy back? And what does one day mean without a plane flight or a game?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually just, to Renee this morning, I was like, it's really bizarre that we're not playing tonight. Like we haven't really had this kind of stretch. It's obviously only two days or whatever it is, but um, just bizarre. Like in my mind, I was like waking up this morning thinking we were playing just because that's typically how the schedule goes. And um, it is nice. I I think it just gives you an extra day for, for everything to obviously like. For me and Renee and, and our family to, to have another day where I get to put the kids to bed and have dinner with them and, and that kind of stuff is, is obviously really like stuff that I really enjoy doing. So to to be able to to be able to sit there and um, give Miller and, and Jacob and Jack a kiss goodnight at actually their bedtime and not at three o'clock in the afternoon before going to a game. Um, it's something that I, I really enjoy. So that, that part of it's awesome. Um, and then just, yeah, the, the recovery of your body to, to be able to have that time. As um, um, crazy as people probably think that we can just play every day because we get paid a lot of money to play basketball, your your body gets extremely kind of beat up over the time. So, um, yeah, just the, the, the day of recovery, like you said, not flying, being able to, to to sleep in your own bed for for another night, Um, all all of those things combined, to be able to have dinner yourself with with your wife or or girlfriend or whoever's at home with you. Um, Obviously, we still come in. We we came in yesterday for a little bit. We will have a a bit of a practice today um, and and get what we need to get done um, heading into tomorrow's game. But it is... It it is very refreshing to be able to get those extra couple nights in your own bed and and in your own house where, obviously, you're you're very comfortable.
1: So Mike was out, and you respond, particularly against the Celtics, with a a high point total. You get to the line. I don't know if it was your NBA career record for most attempts, probably close. Was it a conscious effort or just sort of happen as the game unfolds?
0: Um. I mean, I've never in my life gone into a game thinking I need to get to the free throw line, which is probably why I never get to the free throw line. <laughs> but, um... No, I mean, it's just a... Yeah, I think, like, just the kind of a, the course of the game. Um, we were lucky. I think I said it... They asked me after the game the other night. Like, I think it was the second or third quarter we had, like, six and a half, seven minutes of free throws. And then in the last quarter, we I think we were both in there pretty early, but we were a few minutes before them. Um... So it's just not a, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never. I, it's crazy because you, you see it all the time. Like Chris Paul, as soon as they get in the bonus, they run this one action where he gets it on the wing and he swings his arms through and he gets free throws. Like it's a, a conscious effort for him and yeah. to, to get to the free throw line. It slows the game down for whatever the scenario is. He gets to the line maybe his team needs that kind of break into play or he needs to get going, whatever it is. And, and he obviously consciously thinks about it, which is, it's really a hell of a play. If you think about it, it's just a very smart thing to do. Um, I'm probably thinking about way too many other things than that at the moment. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, I was, I was trying to play in the flow about our, our game. Obviously I hadn't, I set a post game, obviously with, with Mike out, I had the ball in my hands a little bit more and some more opportunities to, to create and I, was able to get in the paint a couple of times and draw some fouls. A couple of them were kind of touch fouls that, that was just coincidentally that they were in, in, in the, the bonus already. But, um, yeah, just a bit more of a, I guess, a, a, a lucky coincidental thing than me trying to um, trying to think about it. But what we do talk about, I guess, in, in timeouts of, like hey, we're in the bonus with five minutes to go, like, let's – Obviously, we want to shoot threes, but we also want to attack the paint. So if we can hit Rudy and he can he can get a finish and get fouled, or we can get someone else to the line in the flow of the game, it's obviously a, a, an easy two points. And it's, uh, it kind of like like I said about the Chris Paul thing; it kind of kind of breaks the play up for a little bit. You, you get a bit of a break and you, you figure it out what you're doing next. You get to set your defense. Um, so it is a it is a good play as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh. I definitely don't have consciously think about it.
2: Well, just know, Joe, that it's not just your teammates and your coach who have confidence in you in that corner three. Your listeners, <laughs> our listeners, but your listeners on your show were pretty pumped to see you shooting 11 threes against Boston. They, they, they believe you're going to knock down a, a, a pretty high percentage of those which you, you've done a couple times this year, and, and both times you've knocked down a high percentage. So let it fly. That is the message from our listeners. And uh, I, I believe, uh, too. That's right. And P.K., I do believe, too. I'm Jeff. a
0: believer.
2: <laughs> Joe,
0: I uh, believe. No more, no more passing. I'm shooting every time i pass There you go.
2: Let it fly. Uh, all it. right, Joe, I know you've got to go face the swab. We don't want to keep you from that. Good grief, man. That's got to be the highlight. I'm of your sitting day. here
0: now looking at, looking at people get swabbed through the window, and I'm, now I'm about to be... That person in
2: about 30 seconds. <laughs> there you go. All right. Joe, thanks for the time. Good luck, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Joe Ingles, every week, right here on 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone, like clockwork. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. A little reaction to what Joe had to say. We got Craig Bolerjack coming up in half an hour, and we got more people weighing in on jazz superstardom. Stay with us right here on 97.5 at 1280 of the Zone.